Hello, this is Todd. This is Kathy. And this is Conversations with People We Love, brought to you by BU Incorporated. On this show, we talk with authors and we talk with teachers, we talk with friends and anybody that has a story to share that can help us open our heart and be more aware of who we are. Hope you enjoy the show. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is a conversations with people we love, sweetie, isn't it? It is. And we have two people here, Mary Ellen Young and Sandra McDonald, and they are co-authors of a fun and important new book that I'm actually holding in my hands. We are all holding one. That's That's what's so funny. We all have one. It's called Element for Girls. So if you are a mom or a dad who has a daughter... Um, it's part journal, part workbook, and an entirely interactive and engaging way for girls to take some quiet time for self-discovery and self-development. It comes with a bracelet kit containing beads and charms. It corresponds to each chapter as a creative way to reinforce learning. Obviously, we're going to talk about that. I was going to say that you're, was a lot of information. You're giving me a bad look. <laughs> I know. Well, because it, no, I that's don't, good. Don't be that's, giving me bad. That's luck. good. That's a good introduction. But I want to start by kind of explaining how we have these ladies. But this, it's the hook. We're hooking them. Hook. Okay. It's all about the hook. There's a book. That's right. So, and we've never. The book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose we've had a few authors on, but this is the first time we're inviting these two lovely ladies or anybody to kind of push something different. So yes. this is going to be fun. It is. It is different mm-hmm. because it's not an, it's not a parenting book. No. It's for, it's for your the kids. kids. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, I so I got connected with Mary Ellen over here and I can't even remember how. Did did we how did we connect? Um, I think I emailed you because we I've been doing... stalking you basically, <laughs> and it worked. It worked. We're together. But Mary Ellen and I sat down and had a wonderful conversation because everything that Todd and I have been focusing on in regards to working with girls who are in about fifth or sixth grade, that pre-adolescent, adolescent uh, time, which we think is so important. It's such an important time to reach girls. Well, Mary Ellen has been doing this for a long time, as have Sandra's been doing this for. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, okay. good. I, we were talking before about Sandra. Or Sandra. Said, anybody who says Sandra is just wrong. Okay, Sandra's Sandra. Hard to say. I'm just, I'm hyper conscious of it now. So we were talking about, you know, the work that they have done, um, even way before Todd and I were doing this, and I want them to tell their own story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mary Ellen, how did you start working with girls? And obviously, Sandra will go, Sandra will go to you next. I know. <laughs> no, I'm going to start calling I her know. Sandra. You I know. That, right? I know. Um, well, it actually started, I have two daughters, um, and, but it really, this kind of work started about nine years ago when um, I was serving on our local school board and a lot of the research about uh, relational aggression and girl bullying came out. And um, I started talking to moms and realized that nobody really knew a lot about it, but the research shows that the implications are really lifelong mm-hmm. and it can just change who a girl is when she gets involved in that. So um, long story short, we started a not-for-profit organization called Helping Girls Navigate Adolescence, org. And for the last nine years, we have been doing a variety of programs for adolescent girls and a lot of parent education in our community, in our county. And so I was the initial president for about four years, and Sandra took over the helm and has been the president for the last five years. So you still are, Sandra. I am. Oh, I'm wow. the current president. You are the yes. current president. Okay. The current very busy president. I bet. <laughs> so, so tell us, where are things now? So that's, a, that's the beginning. So what, what's happening right now? It, it, you know what? Every single year we keep growing, and I mean, in astounding ways. Like we now, Chick Chat was our cornerstone program, which offers, it's a day-long workshop for girls, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. First one was about 60 girls. 
Now we offer it every March, and we have 350 girls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How do you house that? How do you do that? The middle school. We take it over. I mean, literally, we have we we offer the program with um, licensed um, social workers, school counselors, et cetera. So you bring in the clinicians. Right, exactly. Right. And we, we have about 16 of those. And then we have we offer yoga for the girls. So we have licensed yoga instructors. We mm-hmm. do a big... Um, Team building challenge called Chick Chat Challenge. So it's a huge. We take over the school for the entire day. How many of like you think half of the fourth through sixth grade girls do this? Twenty five percent of the fourth through sixth grade girls do this. How many do you think? Um, you know what? I'm going to. And are with... they all from the same school? Or no, they... we we last year we had girls from thirty one different schools. Oh, okay, oh, so gosh. not just Downers Grove. We have eleven grade schools in Downers Grove, but from Lyle, from Lombard, from Naperville, just all the surrounding areas. We have a couple girls that come from Chicago because girls come. They start bringing their cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, That's so. right. Well, and we are in Elmhurst. And again, I'm glad you guys brought that up. These are local authors. Mm-hmm. They, um, they're in Downers Grove, which is right next to Elmhurst. And so I'm, you know, and again, it sounds like you're pretty full already, but I have a feeling after talking <laughs> about this that there will be some Elmhurst people who are interested as well. Yeah. And it's, it is open. You know, yeah. we, we open our registration opens January 1 at midnight. And literally, you know, this is New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. We have people there signing up. Probably like we have fifty girls by the by morning. Do you sign up in person or online? Online. Okay. So on hgna.org. And nice. it's, so do you think the motivation do you think the people motivated to sign the girls up are the parents or are the girls excited about the experience? And maybe a little of both, but what do you think? I think I think all the above. I think, you know, now that we've been doing this, this will be our ninth year doing it. People know it, and it's kind of a, you know, when you're entering fourth grade, you know, we, we don't even really have to advertise, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just we girls know it, and they've told the, the kids coming up beyond, behind them. So we, you know, I, I don't know, we've, it's just kind of taken its It has own a life, life. of its it own. Really, it really does. So, Mary Ellen, if you had to, like, explain what you're hoping to give these girls, you know, both of you, what are you hoping to give these girls and parents, what, how would you describe it? Like, what, what's the hope that they walk away with what? Well, I would say in general, a little more self-awareness is probably the main key, uh, self-acceptance, self-awareness. We have two tracks for the day. Um, one is Be Your Best Self. So um, we wrote a curriculum, for, and it's different for each grade. So hopefully the girls will go three times, and we have a, a ceremony if they've gone all three years. Um, so Be Your Best Self is all about internal, you know, experiencing your feelings and body image, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The other one is um, we call it Friends, Frenemies, and Fiascos, FFF. And that's all about um, the, the relational aggression, the uh, healthy relationships, basically being a good friend. And then the third track is they do um, part yoga and then part a um, challenge, like a um, – they're team building, team building, you know, yeah. gross motor, get the girls moving, shake them up after being in, you know, sessions. For, Sitting yeah. all day. So you have yeah. three different tracks going on all at the same time and you divide them up equally between those three tracks? Is that Exactly. How? Okay. And then they rotate. Everyone yes. does all three tracks Got throughout it. the day. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm just looking at Todd because this is all of our language. That's mm-hmm. why I get so excited yeah. about it because, the you know, the core of what we talk about on this show for parents but also for kids is self-awareness. That's really the beginning of everything. It all trickles down from there. And self-awareness, is it's a big, big word, but it, it has to do with understanding your emotions. It has to do with accepting who you are and who you came here to be, about recognizing personal responsibility and your choices. So I get, I get excited. Yeah, I know. I think, go ahead. I was going to say another like really big one that we get the feedback, I think, most from the parents is the 
you know, friendship building, you know, mm-hmm. because girls are all about their relationships. Mm-hmm. And we really, really emphasize what does it look like to be included? What does it look like to not exclude? You know, and we really, really give them skills and practice on how to and how not to. And we find, you know, like parents have said to us, you know, my daughter was in such a, you know, like a toxic relationship. And after chick chat, she was able to say to that girl, you're not being a good friend. Mm. You know, and those are the skills. Empowerment. That, exactly, mm-hmm. that they can walk away with and they don't, you know, they can say, I'm more valuable than that. You don't, you don't treat me like that. And I love that. So the name of this is Chick Chat. Chick Chat. C-H-I-C-K Chat. Uh-huh. And it's once a year. Once a year. Do you hear, do people say, hey, why aren't you doing this four Monthly, times a year? Eight times a year. Monthly? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Totally. And we, we've actually, we've, we've expanded. It's offered now in another community in Geneva. They, we call it, you know, HG, or Chick Chat by HGNA. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to expand into other communities because we can only, it is very labor intensive. We're an all volunteer organization. Mm-hmm. So it, it takes 100 volunteers to oh make this happen. And two people who are the co-chairs are working on it year round. So, how much does it cost for a one-day deal? Um, per girl or per girl, per girl, per girl, twenty-five dollars. But we, um, oh, we subsidize it. That's what we do. Yeah. You know, we really want it to be affordable. Yeah. So it's probably cost about thirty-five dollars per girl. And as an organization, we take on wow. ten dollars per girl. So, and so, um, if I can just add please. that we, um, our dream, our goal is to make the curriculum available to any community or organization that would like to hold their own chick chat. That's how we're partnering with Geneva. They actually have an agency in place and a uh, volunteer base of moms that are um, doing their own chick chat. So we have the curriculum. It's probably 95% available for other communities for sale. And we're working on an operations manual so that when you um, purchase the two of them, that you would have everything you need to do your own chick chat. That mm-hmm. would be to make this available around the country. That would just be a dream. Hmm. Absolutely, oh. sounds like a similar dream. Well, you guys are you guys are trailblazers. I mean, I what you are doing right now is is kind of what you really you, but we um, have been talking kind of have been yeah. thinking about. Mm-hmm. But you guys are doing it. Um, so it's so. What do you do in between yearly meetings? Like, is that what what else? Do well, you guys that's do? Um, that's just one of the things that we offer as an organization. We offer also parent education as a huge part because yeah. you know if you if you need to educate the parents to in order for this to be successful for the girls. And so we do. We have a gap series which is growing as parents, and we have a, generally a fall speaker and a spring speaker, and then anything in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we also we offer. Um, a yoga club for seventh and eighth grade girls. We do core, which is connecting with connecting to our ourselves for, for real for, empowerment. Yeah, we, we do lots of acronyms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta keep them straight. It's hard to keep them straight. It is, but that's for girls entering seventh grade. So that's our middle school program, mm-hmm. and then as well as we have HGNA dads. So we have you know because the relationship between dads and daughters is so key and so important yeah. that we've started that, and we've we've had a phenomenal success in response to that. So wow. we keep busy all year long. I, it sounds like, <laughs> and, and again for those of you because we're using these acronyms, the um, the nonprofit that they run is called Helping Girls Navigate Adolescence. That's what HGNA stands for. So I'm going to jump in about, you know, the reason that these ladies are here is they've written a book. And I'm so excited about it um, because, as you know, as you guys know, we have this BU Girls Club and this BU Leaders, which has changed form. It's not exactly like it was, but we're still working with these girls. And when I found this book, I was like, oh, the work, just like Dad said, the work is done. Yeah. I don't have to do this. Um, yeah, you guys did something that you, if we sat down for like six months, it would probably look 
a little similar to what you guys did, but yours is a little bit better. Well, and it's, you know, there's this is a thing. It's called Elements for Girls, a fun and engaging self-discovery project. So it's a book, but it, it's like a journal. It actually has a spine like a journal. And there's chapters, basically all of them are about self-awareness and all the things that the ladies were just talking about that their workshops do. Um, but what's also connected to it is the ability to make a bracelet as you learn a new skill or ha- as you gain self-awareness you add a charm to a bracelet. And so it's like this visual reminder of what you've learned. And the bracelet is adorable. Are you guys both wearing them? Okay, so you can shake them, jingle them. They're so cute. (laughs) Um, Because the thing, I I even got excited about the charms because it's very, it's, um, what am I trying to say? I don't want to say it's cool because that sounds like an old person saying it's cool. Are you talking about the charms? The, The charms. There's like a little lizard for lizard brain or reptilian brain, there's like um, uh, yin yang. You know that's our Zen parenting radio symbol. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I mean, they're they're adorable. There's a moon in there. Yeah, I'm looking at for it right a shoot now. for the stars. Shoot there's for the star. stars. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm going to be kind of annoying because I always tell Todd to not read directly from things and just to have conversation. But I want to read some of the um, chapters. I got it right here. Okay, read it. And I love these chapters. Me too. Read them. Uh, number one, uniquely me. Number two, my ancient reptile brain. Number three, fixing, sinking, thinking. What's that all about, fixing, sinking, thinking? Well, it's um, the things that our brain, all the negative things that our brain tells us throughout the day, like I'm no good or I'm I'm dumb, I can't do it, no one likes me, that kind of thing. Right. And girls are notorious for developing those tapes in adolescence. And, uh, you know, if we could cut that off, that's, that goes back to the self-awareness. If we could just stop that and say, well, wait a minute, what is your thought? Mm-hmm. And we have we actually have a table um, in there of here's what you what your brain is telling you. Here's a way to correct that and make it more of a positive statement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my thighs are too big. No, my thighs are strong and they help me to run. Maybe I'll run track in the mm-hmm. spring, that kind of a thing. So just to to kind of rethink those negative things before they get ingrained right. for and the, the rest of a girl's the life. The most important thing is just questioning that thinking. I think yeah. for many people, just the idea that your thoughts aren't true mm-hmm. is like the hugest revelation. That just because you're thinking it doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. And so just like you said, stopping them in their tracks and saying, wait, just because my thoughts are saying that doesn't mean that that's absolutely true. Which is why we, us, go ahead. I was going to say that's why chapter two is my ancient reptile brain, yeah. which addresses that. You know, mm. where where are those thoughts coming from? Well, they're coming from your fight or flight. Right. You know, very, very basic. Primitive. You know, right. So yeah. it's important for the girls to wrap their arms around that first before they move on. Great. Um, we could probably talk a half hour about each chapter, and I know it probably minimizes how much hard work you guys did, but obviously we can't do that. But um, the next one is Ocean of Emotion. Emotion. Yeah, and that's just, you know, identifying mm-hmm. your, you know, the your emotions, you know, coming over you like waves right. and identifying them and, and really putting a name to them. Right. And once you once you name them, then how do you address that? You know, and, and we ask the girls, you know, we give them, you know, a couple uh, – like a paragraph in there and there's like 35 words in there that are emotion words and get the girls to circle those and go, wow, in the course of one minute, I could probably feel 35 different emotions Mm -hmm. and just harnessing, you know, harnessing, taking control of those emotions. Awesome. Do you guys have like a YouTube video on just kind of going through this book? Cause you should, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it, but I mean, I'm just thinking in your best interest because it's, I, I'm sure the listeners would love to see what it is that we are Yeah, like doing. flipping through just the pages. Just flipping through the pages, yeah. just that, because it's really powerful and it's a beautifully bound book and uh, the colors and it's, it's really good. And the illustrations, actually, one of the, one of the like, um, 
impetuses for the whole book was Mary Ellen has a daughter who's just a really like doodle art is her thing Mm -hmm. and I've always adored it I'm like we have to use her art for this book and you know she's a college student well was now she's a graduate student but it's just okay to to sound old it's hip and cool totally (laughs) and I'm I'm sure give a shout out to your daughter yeah Sierra you know I'm sure Sierra would have better terms for describing it but it's really fun doodle art Hip, cool. Um, This is what it says on the very first page of chapter two, my ancient reptile brain. Thoughts are not facts. Mm. Yeah. You guys, we're, we are of the same brain, the four of us. Well, and that's the thing is I like it all. I get tingly about it. My head starts to tingle because it's, it's accessible. Like, like Todd said, we have, Todd and I have many dreams and there's things we want to do, but why reinvent the wheel? You guys have done it. You guys did it. Like, and so now... Just to go on about what Todd and I are doing with BU, we happen to have a workshop tonight, and the girls are getting this book. And what makes me so happy is that when we are not having workshops or when there is time between seeing them, they can do this in the comfort of their own home. Mm -hmm. You know, when they are feeling that reptilian brain taking over, they can not only go and do the work, but if they've already done the work, reread what they wrote. Do you guys ever do that in your journals? Like reread, you know, those empowering things that you said three days prior. And that's one of our hopes is that a girl will complete this journal. And we want them to curl up with some gel pens and really get into it. There's a lot of opportunity for creativity and Mm -hmm. for self-expression. And then I would love to have something like this from when I was 10 or 12. Oh, yeah. And they could just tuck it away and come back because a lot of times what we um, realize about ourselves back then, we kind of lose as we become adults. And it's good to go back to who we were as an adolescent girl. Well, it's and moms, I mean, anybody could get something out of doing this. It's, this is I not know. a book for kids. We parents are like, oh, I don't need fixing, but my kids do, so we'll just push it on them. But this is for anybody, really. I know. So again, even though it is obviously marketed and it looks like a book for kids, right. when when I brought it home after Mary Ellen gave me a copy a couple months ago, that's the thing is I went through it and, and had my own thoughts about things that I would say. And you know, it's just so nice to have a place to put it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or yeah. that somebody's asking this question because kids, this social emotional piece um, for kids, even though I know there's a lot of talk about it and I know that you know, parents hope the best for their, you know, children's social emotional awareness. There's really not a lot of attention paid to it. I mean, it, it, you know, what they really, what kids are really focusing on is school and homework and extracurricular, you know, don't you find that? And I I think one of the things we did um, some test markets with girls and we asked them, you know, how many girls, you know, we had 30 girls. How many of you own a journal? Everybody owns a journal. How many of you girls write in your journal? one or two of them. And we said, so, so what would, what would it take? You know, what would take to write in a journal? And they said, you know, some of them liked those books, you know, that ask you like the Coke or Pepsi questions, you know, like name 10 things, but they said, those are too shallow. Mm -hmm. And we said, well, what if we asked you, like, for example, I enjoy spending time, my personality strengths include, and they were like, yes, the girls want to talk, you know, they want to know about themselves. They want to answer questions about themselves. And that was, you know, that's what's in here. So is there an idea of how long it, should or could take for a girl to, I mean it's like a full school year or is it a month or just it's personal whatever however long it takes it takes to complete the book yeah you know I think it really depends on the girl our idea is don't rush through it yeah. it should take some time um, I'm always struck when we have these book clubs and meetings with girls that um, when we ask them what what issues do they have right now stress time management that 
they um, often say, oh, you know, I don't know about a book like this because I don't have a lot of time, which mm. just breaks our heart. Because if you don't have time for quiet reflection because you're so busy when you're an adolescent girl, good grief. Right. So, you know, if it seems overwhelming, we don't want that either. Just take 15 minutes on the weekend then and do it on the weekends or do it once a month. Do it whenever you can. Don't feel like there's pressure to complete it. Right. But just make time, you know, even if you did, you could do two pages um, a week and still finish it. There's no time frame to get it done. Well, and, and I, go ahead. I was just going to say one of the things we're encouraging, you know, moms when they get the book is we're saying model the behavior of mm. sitting down and taking time. You know, when, you're, when your daughter has this book, say, why don't we both sit down? You work on your book. I've got some bills. I've got whatever. You know, pour a cup of coffee, tea, mm -hmm. hot chocolate, and sit and do this together. And because we do need to model that. I think we spend so much time in our lives going, too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy. Our kids pick that up. They sure do. Sure. You know, we need to show them it's important to sit down. They think this is a second tier kind of thing. Like, if I have time, I'll exactly. do this. As opposed to how what a critical building block critical. it is. And, you know, the thing that I said to the parents whose children are going to be receiving this tonight at our BU workshop is that this is also a great discussion tool that it's, again, even though it's for the girls and it's for them personally, it brings up good questions that they might then come to Absolutely. the parents and mm -hmm. say, hey, let's talk about this. Or, mom, what would you say to this? Or, you know, it, it's just a great way to create interaction. Have you guys found that? Right. And, and for example, you know, when we were talking about the negative thoughts, I think girls, you know, they only know what's inside their head, you know, and how, how often are they going to say to their mom, I have all these negative thoughts in my mm -hmm. head. But if they're reading through that chapter together and, and you know, their mom says, you know what, I, I battle those all the time. Everybody does. You know, it, it makes that, that big sigh of relief that I'm not alone and, you know, I'm not, you know, any different than anyone else, but I do need to build the skills. Normalization. To, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we left off at number four. Number five is your body, which obviously is a body image chapter. Uh, number six, TTYL, talking, texting, and other tools for communicating, which I think is obviously very relevant these days. And then the next one is in your shoes. So you want to talk about any of those three? Um, well, can I pick two? Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, I think the chapter on communication, we have them do an exercise where they actually list the pros and cons of different communication styles. And um, like a, per, a written letter. I mean, we, girls don't really write written letters that much anymore. But think about... Um, what you have to convey in writing to get your feelings across, uh, a phone conversation, texting. So we bring them around to really thinking about when you send a text message, you have no emotions, you have no um, eye contact, no body language. And so the, the chapter is about the importance of body language um, and everything else other than the written word. Mm. Um, so really trying to instill that the idea that the way they're communicating now predominantly, it's not even the phone anymore. It's, it's really mostly in writing right. that it takes, you have to be careful you do. what you write. Tone, even Todd and I always talk about this with text, you know, sometimes especially, and I'll say especially with girls, you know, if, if there's a one word answer in a text it can be misperceived Absolutely. as what's going on what's wrong with her and we have to really be conscious of our tone um it's part of uh what i love about emoticons <laughs> because you can always lighten up a sentence with one of those smiley faces but your your point is so well taken like they you know it's very important for people to understand how their words affect other people and when you don't when you're not looking someone in the eye and saying something you don't understand how it affects them yeah. right and we have there's a graphic in the book that uh, that highlights it's 7% of the meaning of words come from or 7% of the meaning comes from the words 38% comes from the way the words are spoken wow. and 
55% of the meaning comes from facial expressions. So wow. we lose that in texts yeah, and, totally. and electronic communication. So we're basically communicating 7% of what we mean. Exactly. Absolutely. And, you know. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a great stat to mm-hmm. share so people have an understanding of why and how they communicate. So when you when you get mad at me because yes. I'm not using the right words, yes. just know that it's only 7% <laughs> of what I'm saying. <laughs> I should just let the little things yeah. go. Just watch them. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, so... And, and then chapter chapter 7, sure. I think, is one of my personal favorites. Okay. Um, in Your Shoes. And the, the bead that corresponds to that chapter, it's actually a charm, and it's a flip-flop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of our favorites um, because that chapter is all about empathy. And in addition to HGNA, I've done some work with our county's regional office of education with uh, bullying prevention and actually the social emotional learning initiative in our state. Illinois was one of the first states to have social emotional learning standards in the schools. And research is clear that um, empathic kids really don't get involved in bullying. If you have empathy for someone else, it's almost impossible to bully them. So that whole chapter is about putting yourself in the other person's shoes and try to imagine how they feel. Mm. And if we honestly, if we could just get our young people to to do that and to be more empathic, I think we would we would erase a lot of the the violence and the problems in our world. Absolutely. And that's that whole idea of empathy. It, you know, for children who are bullying, you know, we also know that they're in pain. And so to have that empathy for yourself, you know, and so that self-compassion, it starts with you. And when you have an understanding of yourself, which is the beginning chapters that you guys have in this book, that empathy grows for others. When you have compassion for you, the compassion flows to others. And so I, you know, it's, it's so, it's vital. The, um, the phrase that begins chapter seven, it's a Native American proverb. It says, don't judge a person until you've walked a mile in his moccasins, Mm. which is awesome. I think of Atticus Finch. Didn't Atticus say something like that? Don't judge somebody until you walk a mile in their shoes. I feel like that's... Sounds familiar. Maybe Mm -hmm. the Native Americans had it first before (laughs) Atticus did. Atticus did wonderful work with it, Yes, he did. (laughs) Um, And then uh, we're kind of in the middle of this conversation, but so is the deal that once a girl completes a chapter, she puts a charm from that chapter on her bracelet or... Or is it just uh, has it exactly okay. that was the idea, and actually the the idea for the book is uh, came from two sources. One is parents picking up their girls from our program, saying, "Wow, this was great." But do you have anything else? Is there any? Are there any other resources that um, you know that are available that our girls can work on at home? The other thing is we were running some programs um, through our park district, and the social worker that was running them came to us one day and said. You know, I'm finding that girls, uh, it was a program on friendship, and she said girls tend to, they know the answers. When we ask them, what does it mean to be a good friend? Every girl can spout out what the answer to that question is. But then when it comes to actually being in the moment, they don't do the right thing, so they're not living it. Mm. So we said, gee, you know, those rubber bracelets were very popular at the time. Maybe we could create a program where the bracelet would serve as a reminder of what was learned. But then we wanted it to be a little cuter. Totally. <laughs> so we started playing with different beads and charms. And, um, you know, eventually this, it's a, you know, you, the girl gets uh, six strands of colorful hemp. And the idea is you don't make the bracelet a certain way. You make it your way. It's a unique bracelet to you. So you could use your favorite color. You could use all six. You do whatever you want. You tie the uh, beads and charms on the way you want. We give you instructions, but there's certainly a lot of... Um, YouTube videos on how to work with hemp and how to make a friendship bracelet. So the bracelet becomes as unique as you are. Mm. So great. I know. This is great. (laughs) Um, So the last three chapters is number eight, yin, yang, and you. Number nine is black and white. Number 10 is shoot for the stars. What do you, what do you got for me in those three? 
Um, you know what? One of the things, as Mary Ellen said, is stress. You know, girls are, when we ask them, when we do it, like say Chick Chat, and we have evaluations at the end of the program, 350 girls say, what else would you like to, or what's the biggest challenge? What else do you need to address? And it's stress. Mm-hmm. And we find that whenever we are offering, you know, we offer yoga at Chick Chat, and, you know, so many of the girls, that's their favorite part. So we realize that those tools to help you address stress are very, very important. So this whole chapter gives you ways to manage stress. And you know, we set it up as kind of a, we call it the Zen Cafe. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a menu of different ways to handle stress. And so, you know, we give the girls lots of good tools, you know, get moving, eat the right foods, get some good sleep, avoid sugar, you know, those things. And we give them just... Um, you know, just key things to really like. These are things that you can do, look at, read, and and make the changes yourself. Integrate, mm-hmm. right? And we give them some, you know, some good um, meditations as well. You know that they can do on their own, and you know, just helping girls take down that level of stress is our goal with this chapter. That's great. I love it. I know. Um, so my next question is, as a man, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard the question a million times. What about the boys? Oh, it's so funny that you asked that. <laughs> that is that is our conversation right now. I have a son. I have a 15-year-old son, and my daughter's 18. And my daughter, you know, her, her self-awareness, her self-concept is different than my son's. And so, you know, I had one sister growing up, you know, and, and so I, I was Girl Scout leader, yeah. girl world. And now I've entered boy world, and I realized that how boys – you know, their their needs, their emotional needs, their socializing needs, et cetera, are there and very present as well. So we have started the conversation. We have a speaker coming for HGNA on November 2nd, um, Coach Joe Airman, who is he's going to be talking to our, our community about um, what it looks like to be a good coach, what it looks like to be a good influential adult in someone's life. But one of his areas of work is, you know, boys and, and boys to men and what that means, you know. And That's a Sunday, right? Sunday, right. We should do that as our guests. But but so it's, you know, we really started the conversation. We have someone we're meeting with next week who said, I'd love to write a curriculum, a boys curriculum. So, yeah, our our experience has been girls, and that's where we started. And we used to say, okay, if you're interested in doing something for boys, go for it. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, we're kind of wrapping our heads around it. There's something that needs to be done for boys. You're diving in. Well, and my take is that this is unfortunately a male-dominated world, and I feel like the the males are the ones, are the root cause of many of the crazy things that are happening in this world, like war and things like that. And there's, and sometimes Kathy and I have disagreements about this because I feel like these amazing resources are so accessible to these girls, whether it's a YouTube clip or what you guys are doing. And I feel like the boys are being left behind. And that's, I'm not accusing you of anything. You guys are amazing people in what you've done. But, and it's funny, I don't have any sons. I have three daughters, but I get, I find myself getting kind of emotional about how these things are not as available to the boys. And the boys are the ones that are going to go into men that might screw things up. And the things we talk about all the time is the assumption is that they don't need anything because they already have that majority hold and because they already are given so much privilege mm-hmm. that we need to help the girls become more empowered so we can bring some balance. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about have, trading one for the other mm-hmm. because I agree with you, Todd, and I'm sure you, obviously you guys mm-hmm. are talking about this. It's just about we have to have – I'm doing this with my hands and this is radio so you can't see it. But we have to like bring some balance and then start to work or simultaneously. Yeah, it's not one or the other. It's, it's not both, one or the other. But – 
we've said this on the show a million times where a parent of a son and a daughter in their teenage years will say, oh, my daughter's so dramatic. My daughter's such a pain. My daughter's such a challenge. My boy is just fine. And what we contest is that that boy isn't fine. What he's doing is he's turning inward he's stuffing and he, his mom. he's stuffing, stuffing it out. And he's not telling you anything, right. which for some parents is like, whoo. You know, how's, how was your yeah. day? Good. Oh, good, 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 good. You know, the daughter comes home. How was your day? Oh, I've, I'm challenged with this. I'm thinking about this. And that's healthy. Mm-hmm. And we call it drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You right. know? And so then the boys pick up on that. And again, as one of my least favorite things is that the worst thing that you can call a boy is a girl. Right. Mm-hmm. When you call a boy yeah, a girl. There's something wrong with that. Yes. And so, Todd, you're totally on you know, I completely agree. Um, but we're using, I'm like saying the three of us, we're using our skill set as, as are you. I know. And, and you know, I'll call myself out or any other guy out there. Where are the guys out there putting programs like you guys are putting out there right now? Right. And it's because like we tried some BU stuff and it was with boys, with boys and it was really hard to get them mm-hmm. to sign up. Right. And, and it's, you know, I like my son has, you know, this airs in, um, California, which is good because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like to be my my model here. But you know, he's connected with um, a group called Campus Life, and you know, they're male leaders, and they're all about food. They're all about you know really active you know um, you know activities where they're throwing things. You know, like and that's where you have to capture boys where they're really really active. Mm-hmm. But then to to bring a lesson to that. You know, is and that's what we're looking at is what does that look like? Because girls love to get around, sit down and talk about their feelings. Yeah, it's tough for a bunch of dudes, six year old boys, whatever, to sit in a circle and talk. We, and not that it's impossible, it's just it does not come as naturally to us. And if we could be playing catch while talking, it's a heck of a lot easier. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we need to get a giant game of catch going. Yeah. One big, huge, (laughs) giant game of catch. Yep. And with a lesson every time you throw the ball Mm -hmm. and empathy. Right. Right. Oh gosh! Well, that's so, a, that's yeah. our first brainstorm, right? Yeah, that's right, right, exactly. So let's talk about where we can get yeah. this amazing book and where people can reach you, because I know that we're going to get emails saying, mm-hmm. "Where are these ladies?" So can why don't you guys give the information? What's the website where we can find this book? Uh, our website is authenticme.biz. B-I-Z. Um, the original printing of the book has a hardcover and some. Um, really special charms and beads and it's um, we consider it a really lovely gift item and that the price on that is twenty nine fifty. Um, we've been encouraged by retailers to bring it down a little bit so that it's um, has more mass market appeal uh, for birthday presents and things like that so we were able to by changing the cover and a couple of the beads out um, the price on the second edition which will be coming out in November is twenty four ninety nine. so those will both be available on our website and we are going to offer free shipping uh, for between now and the holidays. Um, and it's also at several bookstores in the Chicago area. And we're also um, trying to get on Amazon.com. We should be on Amazon in the next week or two. Oh, my gosh. So that's great. So people can go to your website and order it, can go to Amazon and order it. And I was looking at your website as far as the bookstores. I saw it. It's at Anderson's. What are a few of the other bookstores that it's at? Uh, Townhouse know? Books, the bookstore in Glen Ellen, the bookstall in Winnetka, um, they can go to more the more right. in Wheaton. Yeah, there's so, about eight or nine locations in Chicago. Western suburbs mostly, and, and some like of the northern, suburbs. some of the northern right. suburbs. So, um, so you guys who are listening, this um, is a great gift for a girl in your life. And what would you guys say the age the age range would be? 
Um, I'm glad you asked that because that's a question we get a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, we had five experts review the book. Uh, My brother, who's a child psychologist in Detroit, was one of them. And he came back and said that he would recommend not putting an age on it Mm -hmm. for the reasons that we talked about earlier, that depending on the girl, um, he said his daughter in high school would have gotten a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. So depending on the age of the girl is just how deep they're going to go with the material. We say as low as fourth or fifth grade, um, especially if you can work with a parent. A fourth grader would probably have to work with a parent. But a girl in high school who likes to journal and draw and learn about herself would get something out of the book as well. So I know it's kind of odd to have something with such a wide age range, but you've seen the book. And would you agree that it's... I would do the book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm 43. Right. That's what I was going to say. I know that a lot of our mom listeners would love to do this alongside of their daughters. I think they would. So maybe you buy one for yourself. That's your Christmas present to yourself or your holiday present to yourself and then you buy one for your child or your niece or your you know buy a bunch of them so um that's wonderful so um I don't know Todd did you have anything else closing thoughts for the ladies like both of you why don't you take a minute each of you and any anything else you want to say or make sure we know well one of the first things is um that we we would love to write a book for the moms. That was one of our original ideas, is that we would write a companion book for moms. So if we feel the demand is there and if people come to us and say that's a great idea, we'll work on that. The other thing is this book, um, we've kind of kept out anything uh, anything about boys, really, anything about difficult decisions that you make in high school, like drinking and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's not in this book. It's very benign purposely because we do want to write a second book for high school girls because we know that the situations that they're facing – these days are... Um, it's taken up a notch. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So girls tell us, I wish you had a chapter on boys, but we purposely didn't. We want this book to really be about just learning about yourself because that will help you deal with boys. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. Anything else, Sandra? And I you know, I would say that just you know, like in our process of writing this, like I, I continue to go back to the book. I mean, I like Mary Ellen and I will be talking, I'll be like, oh my gosh, this was really actually good. You know, like, <laughs> I can't I mean, believe I wrote yeah, that. Well, but, but I mean, I use it as a resource for a lot of things. We we do programs, you know, and I just really think that if you are an adult who's working with youth, you know, in any in any capacity, it really is. It's a great place to, you know, to go through here and as conversation starters. As we actually have an addition that we've worked on for school counselors and, and using it in, you know, counseling, you know, small groups, et cetera. So I just think it's a it's a great resource as well as a gift. It's a great resource as an adult for someone who works with kids. So I could not agree more. Ladies, Mary Ellen, Sandra. You guys are awesome. <laughs> and I hope you guys sell a million copies of this. Me too. Yeah. Me too, because it could change our world. How long has this sucker been available for? Um, this is like we, we our, our marketing strategy was crawl, walk, run. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to walk. We've been, you know, we, nice. we started out last year just as kind of, you know, make sure that we didn't make any mistakes in the book. Everything was correct, you know. And, and like I said, we our feedback, we've been asking the girls, tell us what you love. Tell us what you don't like. And everyone's like, I love it. We're like, are you sure? Is there anything we should change? So Soft start now, like now we're going for the second edition. Time to run. Yep, that's we're running. right. Awesome. Yep. So Mary Ellen won a contest of rock, paper, scissors, so she got to choose <laughs> the song to close out the show. So a uh, little ditty by uh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> a little ditty, because that's how I roll. You yeah. might know. <laughs> Thank you both very yes, much. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. It's just a sprinkly for the May Queen. Yes, there are two paths. But in the long run